This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hi, it is me, Andrew Raymond, whatever name you want to go with, part of the Face podcast. I am here doing a thing. I don't know if this will even be released. I don't know if we'll do another one of these, but recently I wanted to connect with the audience in a way that I haven't before, and I just posted the number I made for the Child Kicker shirts, and was like, hey, if you want to call, if you have a question, or you just want to talk, feel free, phone this number, and I took calls for like, uh, I don't know, maybe 70 minutes or so, and it was wonderful. It was really awesome to connect with different people and answer the questions that I could, but I got a bunch of calls that I couldn't answer, and people left voicemails for those, and I feel weird randomly calling people back. That just seems rude to me. So I figured I could compile some of those questions and then answer them this way. So although I wasn't able to talk to you and and answer them in a more personal sense, at least this exists, and I can answer your question. Now, the first one is a very important one. What is proper child kicking technique? Now, I want it on the record. I feel it's very important to note that I have never kicked a kid. Despite what Jeff or Gavin may say, despite whatever allegations anyone may have about child kicking, never done it. I got close. I got very close. And I think my life would have radically changed if that did happen. So I'm glad that I didn't. But I can say I did think about it a lot in the moment. So although... Not experienced in any way, an unexperienced opinion of proper child kicking technique. And it's such a cliche, but I really thought of Leonidas and the chest kick. Because I don't feel like, I mean, he knocks a guy, if he that hold didn't exist, I think that guy's going to be relatively okay. It's mainly a move to create distance. It's a separation move, and it's also... And the, the differential of size between me and a small child, it'd probably do a little bit more. I'd never want to inflict any real harm... But I thought maybe, I don't think I said this at the time, I had recently seen It Follows. I mentioned like the possibility of a zombie attack, but it was really It Follows Paranoia, where the demon in that movie will like follow you slowly, and it can form in anything, and it will kill you. So my head is like, this is an It Follows situation, and that's where really in my, my mind the suspense built to the point where I nearly kicked this child. But I didn't. That's an important part of that story. Uh, I'm going to move to the next question, which is, what do I think of Hades? Which uh, is a video game that recently became available on Game Pass. It's been out for a long time. I love it. It's a lot of fun. I've never beaten a game like that. I believe it's... Actually, I don't know if it's a roguelike or a roguelite. There are differences between those two. I don't remember how you differentiate them. I've never beaten a game like that. But I really enjoyed it, and I'd recommend it, especially if you have Game Pass. It's no additional cost to you to give that thing a try. Uh, The third question, and this is actually a really interesting question for me to think about. What's your favorite memory of you with Jeff or Gavin or anything RT-related? So I was thinking about this, and the realization I had is I've never done anything privately with Jeff and Gavin. Like, we've always, we've played games together, but it's always in a group of larger people. I've been at parties with both of them gone out for meals, but it's never just been the three of us. The only stuff, really, where it's mainly just the three of us, and that isn't even the case. Nick sometimes contributes in, in like, a vocal sense, and Eric, as well, is face. That's the closest we've gotten to 
just the three of us. So I had to think of stories individually with both of them for me with Gavin. I think about Gavin. One of the many wonderful things that has come with making this podcast is it has deepened my friendship with Gavin, which has been really nice. Uh, Big fan of that guy. But in the past, we would play games and it would be occasional it would be on and off. Uh, but the one of my favorite gaming experiences ever is with Gavin. We're doing something in the first Destiny. You had to defeat this boss named Skolas. And every week, the modifiers would change. And there was one week where it was so easy. I think for most weeks, you can melt them in like three seconds. And it was not even an issue. It was, you barely you just moved on. The week Gavin and I did it was not one of those weeks, and it took like 80 minutes, I want to say, and it was so intense, we almost lost, we'd come back, like it was just back and forth, one of my favorite gaming experiences ever, and it was one of the first memories I have, or it's one of the earliest that I can think of, of just being like, I really like Gavin, I wish I spent more time with that person, and now, through this show, I I get the luxury of doing that, which is awesome. Jeff... This is a really tough one because I have a lot of I have a lot of different stories with Jeff and experiences that have been just awesome and fun. I think something that immediately comes to mind is so there is that time I've talked about it before on the show where I didn't talk to Jeff for like a year and a half or two years because I'm an idiot. But then I came back and and we we became close again. We're talking regularly. And then we both watched. I think it was the 2017, 2018. It was so long ago. But it doesn't feel that long ago. Uh, season for the Boston Celtics where we watched, if not every game, we maybe missed like three. And that's including their playoff run. They went deep that year. It was awesome. It was just so much fun to watch games with Jeff every couple nights and just embrace the culture of the team. I found a love for Tommy Heinzen, which is somebody that I, <laughs> I didn't expect. You know, I, I wasn't that. I liked basketball, but I didn't follow it all that closely until that point. Tommy Heinzen became a personal hero of mine. And it was just really nice being able to connect with Jeff regularly every couple days, sit down and watch this game and just spend time with your friend. I think we all have those bonding activities. And that was just, I don't know, with the context beforehand of of not talking for like a year and a half or two years. That was really nice. Next question. Yo, what's up, Raymond? Ramon? I'm going to read it how it's written, slash Andrew, how this going for you? I think this is going okay. I don't know, though. I don't know if anyone will listen to this or what I'll do with this, but I think it's all right. Next question, not even a question. It was a recipe for honey dill sauce, which is apparently great with chicken tenders. Two-third cup mayo, one-third cup honey, one tablespoon of dill. Haven't tried it yet. I don't know if you want to. Feel free. Recipe for you. Next question. Somebody wanting to buy some of my BTS sauce. I am. I'm not selling right now, but there are moves being made. I'm in the process of of taking my sauce to market. So we will see how that goes. Hopefully uh, that will not take a long time. And you won't be like, what happened? He said he was going to bring it to market and things fell through and it took me longer to put together what I want to do than expected. So hopefully, hopefully that will be soon. Who is Don Zimmer? Is the next question. Don Zimmer is if you took a baseball and planted it in the ground and then 
like juiced spinach and only poured spinach spinach wow i struggled on that one if you only poured spinach juice which sounds gross over that tree let it grow develop it would sprout and bloom into don zimmer i've never met i didn't meet him but i've never heard of that's also not true he loved baseball is what i'm trying to say he was super into it he had a titanium head but not really but you sure thought he did the way he rushed pedro martinez that is the closest I think we'll ever get to a real-life version of somebody thinking they're Rhino. Yeah, so that's Don Zimmer. Next question. Did I ever beat the 50-cent game of co-op? I have not. I did recently uh, reset up my Xbox 360, so I'm very close. I just need to put an Ethernet cable in and confirm that the co-op still works, which maybe I'll do tomorrow. We'll see. But no, I haven't yet, and uh, I would like to. I had a friend of mine say they wanted to do it, and then I just haven't heard in a long time since then. So I may be on the lookout for a co-op partner, if it works. Next question. Eat the pencil. Have you ever considered that I may have already? Next question. How you doing, man? Day going well? Yeah, it's going fine. This is sort of the first thing I'm doing today. Uh, so yeah, it's going good. Thrilling answer, I know. I kind of delivered that weirdly, like... I was going to continue. It doesn't matter. Yo, can I text this number? Yes, but I will never text back. But yes, you can text it. On to the next exciting question of what is Gamescom? Gamescom is a gaming streaming event, but it's also, I think, a physical event. I mainly know it as the event that Jeff Keighley uses to promote his upcoming streaming game show. Whether it's, I guess, typically would be the Game Awards, but might be Summer Games Fest. I don't really remember when it goes on, but I know it's the thing Jeff Keighley hosts. They show new games, and they also give out weird awards. Like, I think Halo Infinite won the award for Best Microsoft Game or Best Xbox Game. Like, I have no idea who's voting on that or, like, what the criteria is. Are they things on the floor? It's just never clear. It's always the strangest categories and, and winners. It's very odd. Type of noodle is best. Oh, boy. I don't know if I know noodles. What's, uh... Is a ramen noodle... Is a ramen noodle ramen? Is ramen the name of the noodle? Or is it the name of the dish? I'm gonna... I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say ramen noodle. And just take whatever fury that brings. I don't know if that's even a noodle. I'm not a big noodle guy. Next question. If I was God, what would be my 10 plagues? This is a tough one because I don't want to end the world. I also don't, I don't know. This is, I'm going to be boring. What would be like, I, initially I thought like, what if I made it rain ice cream? Because that just seems fun, but I feel like that would fuck up the planet. And I'm assuming this is a planet-wide plague that I've inflicted as God. I'm going to, could we do like, Five days rain, five days sun, as interesting as that is. Those would be my 10 plagues. It would be one a day for 10 days. <laughs> really boring. It would maybe only impact meteorologists. And they probably, I don't, I guess if I'm summoning it, they don't know what's going on. Doesn't matter. Next question is, how did I get into rooster teeth? Luck, largely. Um, 
I told the story before, but I was really into Halo. Discovered Rooster Teeth when I was in grade six, maybe, or five. Because uh, I loved Halo 2, and I was looking for glitch videos, and I was on message boards for Halo, and I'd see Red vs. Blue stuff on there all the time. So I eventually searched it, found it, loved it, showed it to people in my class. I was super into it, and then I just kind of fell off. And then I tried to play a game with somebody from Bungie, and I ended up accidentally connecting with Nico, who did the music for Red vs. Blue. Uh, and that was sort of my just entrance to meeting a lot of the people involved with, with the company, like Jeff and Bernie at the time and all those people. Um, and I just had a lot of common interests, especially with when Achievement Hunter was starting, was focused on guides. Gaming is maybe my biggest hobby, something I care a lot about. And I, I think also another big factor for how I got into it was availability. I was homeschooled, so I could easily set my schedule, and I was also pretty good at games at that time, so I was just, if Jeff needed me for a guide or whatever, I, I was always, yeah, like, let's do it. Could be middle of the day, could be early in the morning, I was around, and I think that helped. I just, I, they were making stuff that I thought was really cool, and it was awesome to be able to contribute in any way that I could. I think one of my weird credits is... Oh, God, I don't remember what the season is called. It's the, the first Red vs. Blue season with Wash, I want to say. I have a credit in the credits as, like, help because I helped unlock armor for, for the characters. It was, like, a bunch of Red vs. Blue stand-in accounts. I think that's it. I'm in one of the Red vs. Blue DVDs as a, at the bottom of the credits as, like, a special thanks or something with the other people that did that. There was, like, nine or ten of us. Next question is, did I ever get that pencil? Now, I'm assuming this is the pencil that was the big pencils that were made that looked like a bite was taken out of them. I haven't yet, but I know that Jeff or somebody's holding it for me. I will eventually get it. Thank you so much for making that. They're awesome. They look so cool. So no, I haven't got it. I will get it. And thank you so much for making it. Next question. I need the photo of you and Gavin together. Now, this is referencing... The most recent episode that came out when I recorded this, I told Gavin about a time we went to Pinballs, which is an arcade together. He didn't remember. He said it never happened. So I randomly messaged Caleb and was like, hey, can I call you? And he, he said, sure. So I phoned him to ask if he remembered because it was the three of us. And then Jack showed up later with his wife and, and he didn't remember. And Caleb didn't remember at first. But then Caleb found a photo that he took at that time and he sent it to I don't know, Gavin, I guess, or Jeff. I don't know who, how he sent it or, or how they saw it, but they saw it. And there have been people asking, like, where's the photo? That is a, a thing that I've been on the fence about. I have really bad issues with my body image, and it's something that I've struggled with for a long time. I just have had a lot of difficult experiences and, and traumatic experiences uh, when I was growing up whether it be bullying or just other issues in my personal life. So it's been a thing that I've I found hard to get past. I have good days with it. I think I already said that. Good days, bad days. I think a lot of people have these issues, but it's just it's something that is a trauma for me. I don't think I've ever told this story anywhere before, but when I was 12, maybe, or 13, I'd play games a lot. Like, I was super... In the video games, especially after my parents separated, that was sort of like 
I disconnected from the outside world and I got really into games and I, I created friendships online and I was really good friends, or at least I viewed it as a really good friendship with these two people and we'd play games all the time. And then one day I decided I'm going to get an Xbox Live vision cam. So I got it. I set it up. This was back 360 era, obviously. And I set it up and I invited them to a video call and they immediately just started making fun of how I looked, which at that age especially and the other stuff I had going on in my life did not go well. I, it, it hurt a lot. And I started to cry. <laughs> I don't mean to make this. I don't want to take this too like sad of a place. I'm good. But I started to cry and then they started making fun of that and they never talked to me again. And I didn't really want to talk to them at that point, but it was just a really bad experience. So I think on top of previous experiences, I also just have this thing of like sharing myself in that way and then getting rejected in a painful way. So it's a thing I'm working on. That's why that photo isn't public. I hope to one day get to a point where I'm more comfortable with that stuff. I think that'd be nice. We'll see if I get there. I guess you'll, you'll know when that happens. If it does, I hope it does. And lastly, this is the last question. I don't know if this is too long. As I said, I don't know if this will even go out or what I'll do with this. It was just, I was trying to find ways to connect with all of you more because I, I really enjoy that. I think that's an awesome part and it means so much to us that you listen. It's um, nice to be able to, I don't know, I guess give back time in a way. It just, you know, it's something I enjoy doing at the very least in this way. Uh, but the last question is, are you able to do a bike trick as cool as Jeff or are my ankles too brittle? I've done one bike trick in my life. I was going to bring it up on the show when we talked about it, but it's just, I couldn't find a place for it. Uh, I was at a birthday party. <laughs> I was at a birthday party and I was, uh, it was this old shitty bike and I had, I hadn't ridden a bike in years at that point. I was a kid. I was probably 10-ish, maybe a little bit older. Not that much older, though. Um, and I was riding around this bike, and they had this shitty small ramp that was just like a piece of wood leveraged against a larger piece of wood. And it was clearly like it was a setup ramp, but nobody had gone off of it. And uh, I decided for whatever reason, fuck it, I'm going to do this. So I go down the street, I go as fast as I can, I hit this ramp, the whole bike like trembles as soon as I, I connect with the ramp, I fly through the air, I felt like it was like I took flight, but realistically I probably went nowhere, but landed it, landed it hard, to the, and the sprocket shot off the bike, like it just popped out, so I'm pedaling, and I'm going forward because of momentum, but the bike's just click, 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 and I'm pedaling, like, I don't know what's going on. I landed the trick. I almost crashed the bike because of that. I didn't, though. So I am capable of doing a trick. Nowhere near as cool as Jeff's. And I also destroyed the bike. I'm like, Jeff. Um, but the ankles are not the, the inhibitor of the bike trick. And with that, I think we're good. I've answered the questions that I had written down. Thank you so much to anyone who listens to this. If they do listen, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this was somewhat interesting for you. Probably not, but I can hope. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It means a lot to us. Uh, it's so much fun. 
to make. And I am so incredibly lucky that I get to do this thing with my friends and it wouldn't be possible without you. And that's really cool. No, thank you. Like genuinely, thank you so much. I don't know if I'll ever do one of these again. I would like to do more calls with people. I'll probably just like tweet out on my account. Hey, I'm going to be around for like 90 minutes. Here's the number. Call me. So if you want to be aware of the next time that happens, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I guess my I think my Twitter handle is still just Andrew Panton. Uh, so feel free. Follow me there. Uh, if you want to talk, hopefully I get to talk to you soon. Regardless, as I said before, I know I've said a lot, but, but thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day or night or whatever's going on with you. I hope things are well. I will uh, talk to you soon. Hopefully. Bye.